In this episode, we'll be speaking with longtime chapter supporter Tony Cardone. We'll talk about family, planting seeds of kindness, and leaving a lasting impact in the local community. Here is Tony Cardone. Welcome to our podcast. You have been one of the first guests. That's great. Looking forward to it. I appreciate it. I'm honored and uh, you know, happy you guys uh, you know, reached out to me. One of the things I want to kick off with is, you know, how long have you been really involved with Make-A-Wish? Because I was going back into my notes and I, you know, you were a former board member. You obviously were a volunteer during that time, you know, going all the way back to the mid 90s. So, um, yeah. you know, based on what I have, I have here July 10th, 1996 was your start date of when you uh, became a well, volunteer. Yeah, that's when I became a wish granter. But uh, I got turned on to the organization back in 94 by Bill Scully, who created the Empire State Classic which was and still is a, uh, a tournament for Pop Warner where they crown a champion in New York State at, uh, I think, four different levels uh, of Pop Warner. And uh, he got me involved. He ended up, uh, we ended up hosting one of the semifinal games down here in Monroe. And Diane O'Grady, who was just a great person. I don't know if you, you know the name. I haven't had a chance to, to okay, meet her. Okay, so, so Diane was the president when Bill and I got involved. And uh, Diane was a stupendous person. Uh, she had a great personality. She had a commitment, a dedication, and got personally involved in everything that was going on. So what she did for that first game is she actually brought down a wish child. Remember, his name was Sean. Uh, and he wanted to see the games from a different vantage point because we were on the sidelines. So he ended up going on my shoulders for about two hours. Wow. Yeah. And Talk it about was a workout. Yeah. And I, I felt lucky to have him there at that point. Uh, and he just was, you know, a bundle of joy, a great young man. Unfortunately, about a year or two later, he passed. But uh, it's a memory I I'll never forget. And that's really what propelled me to uh, get involved more. That's fantastic. And, and you mentioned before that you were a wish granter. You know, I, I recall, you know, you also were, you know, Speakers Bureau member as well, you know, sharing our mission to members of the community, especially in Orange County. Um, out of all those things, I mean, what were, one of, what were some of the standouts, experiences that you had, you know, aside from, you know, working on a wish kind of like in that way? Um, but on the other side of it, you know, just on the event side, you know, what were some of those things that, I mean, you used to host your own event every holiday season. I remember it was, it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I mean, th that was, that was a great time. Uh, you know, when we had the Hallmark stores and we were able to host those events and uh, bring our community together and get them involved and make a wish and, and be part of, you know, wishes, uh, you know, whether it was uh, people who, you know, dedicated their money to specific wishes in Orange County or just people who, you know, wanted to give to the foundation. It was a great time. I'll always remember you being a guest speaker. And I, and I think you were one of the, probably one of the first guest speakers uh, that we had. And, and your story about the, 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 uh, the hormone test, if you would have taken it because of the chemo that you were on, you, you would have tested positive for being pregnant. So Yeah, it's so funny you say that. You know, for, the, for the listeners that are going to be listening to this podcast, they may, to give you some context. So, you know, I, as you guys may know, I'm a wish kid. My wish was granted back in 1999. And one of the, the side effects of the type of cancer that I had, which I had lung cancer, but the, it would give out a hormone, um, which, you know, if I was to take a pregnancy test at that time, I would have come out as if I was pregnant. 
So <laughs> I remember sharing that at your event and I remember we got a lot of laughs, but it's also, yeah, yeah. you know, one of those, you know, funny stories, even with my, you know, the interactions I had with my doctors, because, you know, that was kind of like a running joke that we had to help bring some levity and in the midst of everything that I was dealing with, you know, they would check up on me every morning and say, Hey, how are you and the baby doing? You know? So that was kind of like our way to kind of get, get through some of the harder conversations that we were going to have to have, you know, throughout the whole process of treatment. So yeah, it's funny that you, you mentioned that story. I, I think back on, on that time, I think a lot of, you know, uh, the holiday season, I think about, you know, lasagna, which was one of the, uh, the, the, the yeah. items that was given out, you know, during your event, it was what by far one of the best lasagnas I've ever had. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, it was great. It was, it was great time. And, uh, you know, I, I, I also think back that when we started the lasagna, it was done as a joke. Mm -hmm. So, cause we were raffling and auctioning off other prizes. And my father-in-law had said, hey, why don't you raffle off my lasagna? And I, I kind of looked at him and said, no, I don't want people to get sick. I want them to enjoy it <laughs> and give money. And that night, I believe the first night we got $150 for one of his trays. And there was a point as years went on where we got over $300 for it. Unbelievable. But, but, but the funny part about it was he really got jealous when I auctioned off my mother-in-law's cheesecake and it got like 50 bucks more than his lasagna that night. Wow. Yeah, so there was a battle. There was a, there was a family division that happened as a result yeah, of this exactly <laughs> but my mother-in-law made a real uh, uh kick butt cheesecake she was uh she you know she, she was really good at it she still is i mean she still she still can make them good and she she says the claim to fame is to use philadelphia cream cheese don't use the crappy stuff uh, they, yeah right <laughs> that's funny so um kind of switching gears a little bit you know um, you mentioned, you know, some of your family and, and actually as a result of your volunteering, you had other members of your family also volunteer. Um, yeah. So if you can share some of that, you know, who, who are some of the other members of your family that are volunteering or have volunteered in the past, you know, with well, our chapter? you know, both, both the girls, Joanna and Gina, you know, have, have gone to functions and volunteered to functions. Uh, we all did the walk uh, a couple times uh, along with Coco, our little dog. Yeah. Uh, my, my wife was uh, immersed in the holiday party and so much so that one year my wife makes a really good banana bread she's been making it for me since i was in college in 79 just to show you how long and she i mean it's one of the best banana bread i've ever had and and friends have said the same thing and she actually made individual banana breads uh maybe like you know the size of a phone to give out at one of our uh, events and Fantastic. you know she got herself involved and then you know anthony anthony was uh, was a, a wish granter for a while uh, unfortunately now his job is just you know has him e immersed in you know uh you know what what his job entails i mean he sells for uh striker uh corporation and he's i mean he, he didn't slow down during covid they were just uh you know they, they were all he was all over the place he services from like uh, Northern Duchess all the way down to Westchester and then on this side of the Hudson too. And, so, and but, yeah, his, his, infamous, his infamous accident was after one of your <laughs> training sessions. How funny. Uh, we, were, we, were, we were about to get over the George Washington Bridge. He called us. I think I totaled the car. We spun around, picked him up. Then there was the, then there was the altercation at the tow place. Uh, I, oh, yeah, I recall the story. Yeah, yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, so, and I think, and I think that's one of the fun things about our chapter. You know, over the years, is that we've been able to build these amazing relationships with people like yourself, like Anthony. You know, and having these like really funny stories along the way that are all happening behind the scenes. I mean, obviously, yeah. our mission is always you know in the forefront, which is to grant you know uh, life changing wishes and transformative wishes for our kids. Um, but there's a lot of people behind the scenes that are working on these wishes that are going through their own challenges, you know, yeah. day to day. And in this particular case, we had your son who was training to, uh, was actually getting his volunteer orientation, um, had just left his orientation, you know, and then had a car accident. And then it was like that whole hustle bustle of, of what happens next. And I remember him giving me a ring and then I'm like, I'm, I'm on my way. So I went yeah, to, go I, to, to, him always, to figure out what was going on. I appreciated that. Always yeah. And you know, the other funny car story was, I don't even know if you know this one, so Marcus Erb was at the holiday party one time and he left. And I guess it's right when GPS just started to come out. And I think he had something. And, and, and for those for those that may not know who, who Dr. Erb is. So Dr. Erb is one of our doctors that served on our medical advisory team. And right. he also has served on our board. So, yeah. yeah. So so he called me the next morning because, you know, he, he, he left and it was kind of late. And he said, uh, I said, yeah, how you doing, Mark? And he goes, well, I'm all right now. But I, I ended up on this Opt Charlie Road. And I said, no, come on. He goes, yeah. I said, when you made a right out of the catering hall. I mean, when you went out of the catering hall, you made a right? You're supposed to make a left. He goes, yeah, I made a right. So he ended up going down uh, Smith Clove Road. And then on the right-hand side is like where West Point trains. And mm. he ended up on one of those dirt roads. You know, thank God it was in the winter because it was in the summer. They might have been dropping bombs on him. Was, yeah, yeah. But it was, was funny because he, he got lost for about 15 or 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that third is funny, man. He... um. I remember one of my favorite memories of Dr. Herb is, uh, you know, him after board meetings, you know, just kind of getting re ready for the day, you know, because it was like the board meetings were very early in the day. Um, and then right after that, he was going right into the office to go visit, yeah. you know, follow up with the kids that he was where he was, you know, working with. So uh, I remember him just kind of catching his breath before he knew what he was going to enter, um, which is kind of what, you know, people like yourself also do, you know, in over the years have done, you know, with our chapter is, you know, you've really helped us grow, um, you know, in, in not just supporting us with fundraising events, but also in, in getting us connections with different people within the community. I mean, just recently you helped, you were instrumental in helping us grant a wish that we granted at Woodbury Commons um, yeah. by connecting us to the, uh, the the county tourism department, I believe. Yes, yes. I connected you with Amanda Dana, who, you know, knew the right person to go to. I kind of thought, you know, that the gentleman that was the GM there was, but I let I let Amanda roll with it, and she was she was phenomenal in helping us out. And I I understand the wish was spectacular. Uh, yeah, you know, Auntie and Denise had reached out to me, so yeah, it was an amazing wish from the photos that we received. Uh, I mean, it looked like he had a great time. I mean, one of that's one of the fun things about wishes that we are able to grant during this time of COVID is you know shopping sprees and online shopping sprees have like. We haven't done as many, you know, this many in such a short period of time than ever before. Um, and it's one of those things that kids really, really wanted. I mean, there's kids that are getting ready for virtual learning in school. So we've had a lot of, you know, electronic type of shopping sprees. So they wanted laptops and just things to get them ready for school. And then we had other yeah. kids that just wanted to 
feel like normal. And, and, and the amazing thing is that with wishes like shopping spree wishes at Woodbury Commons, for example, you know, they were able to kind of almost shut it down just for them, you know, and yeah. give them that VIP experience, which is what we strive for every day in granting these types of wishes. So, you know, thank and, you so much for connecting us with. with yeah. This. And I think, I think the neat part is that the retail stores that he got his personal shopper in really went above and beyond with signs and, and uh, you know, greeting lines you know, when he came in, I think Nike gave him a couple of pairs of sneakers. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, listen, it's, we've always been, and I've always been, and my family's always been, you know, about making an impact in people's lives. And, and when, when you make an impact in people's lives, it's, it's like that, that rock that gets thrown and the ripples that come into the water and the ripples that come out of it are just uh, amazing and and it's, it, it's great. And I, I, listen, I give you the example. So, you know, being a supervisor in Monroe now, uh, you know, I went into it with making an impact as our, as our theme. Mm-hmm. And we have a Boy Scout troop here, uh, Troop 440, who has done over 10 Eagle Scout projects in the town. They've already done four of them for the town of Monroe. And we have another three or four in the pipeline. And just the work and the effort that goes into that, you know, is really what, you know, making the impact in in people's lives is all about. So we're honored to do so. We're happy to do so. And there's also a little bit of a selfishness when you do these things because, you know, there's a reward for you, whether it's intrinsic or whether it's, you know, you know, mental or or, or whatever it is for you. I mean, it, it, it comes back. So. Yeah, and you're planting seeds for future, you know, adult volunteers as a, yeah. as, a as a result of this, and yeah. you know them seeing also, you know, them receiving something from the the impact, and even more so when it, you know kids helping, you know, the, their community, they are then invested in their community in a way, you know, down the line, right, where they want to yeah. support it and help it grow as well. And I think yeah. that's one of the things that I find that I found over the years working with volunteers directly is the especially in Orange County, but more so in Monroe. Um, where the volunteers that live in Monroe, they are entrenched into everything that's happening in the community. They all support what's happening in their community. Um, they love working on wishes that are within, you know, in, in, in that county and especially in that city. Um, and one of the things that I, that I wanted to ask you was, you know, with the recent, um, I guess, moving in of Legoland, you know, in, in the county of, of Orange, you know, how's that kind of been for the, the members of the community? Are they kind of, are they excited about it? Because one of the things that we're excited about at our chapter is that that's going to be one of the go-to wish requests that we anticipate getting once it opens in uh, July of uh, next year. Yeah, well, the funny thing is uh, Amanda Daner is is going to be the key to that because okay. you probably work directly with her and whoever the, uh, you know, general manager is over at Legoland. The community is, is set for it. Uh, everybody's looking forward to it. You know, there, there are some of those that, you know, would have you know, rather not seen it happen. They're worried about traffic. Right. There's concerns there, but, you know, Legoland did one thing that was extremely bright. You don't pay for parking until you leave. So the backup obviously would be as you're exiting versus as you're coming in. They want to get you off 17, off the side roads, into the park. Uh, and I think that was really smart of them to do. 
the, the supervisor up there, Doug Bloomfeld, is absolutely overjoyed that, that they're coming in. And listen, they're going to bring a lot of tax dollars to, to the county. Right. Uh, unfortunately, they were scheduled to open July 4th with a soft opening. And once COVID hit, they yeah. pushed it back to May of uh, this coming year. Uh, so I just hope it's not on my anniversary because then I won't be able to be there. So. Oh, man. Wait, when is your anniversary with Fran? Uh, May 2nd. May, May 2nd. 2nd. Yeah. That's awesome. It's uh, May is a special month for me because uh, both of my kids were born in May. So oh, okay. May 12th and May 20th. So May 12th is my son's oh, birthday. And, May, and May, May 20th is Gina's birthday. Oh, so really? We both have a child born on May hey, 20th. Hey, look at that. I like that connection already. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I just I wanted to say something only because the connection came in when you said about planting seeds. So right. when, you go to, when you go to West Point and the connection that the foundation has at West Point, mm-hmm. if you're at uh, Tate Rink, Outside on Tate Rink, there's a monument, and and it says uh, it says something. I, I'm probably quoting it exact, but I might be off a word to it. it. Says on the fields of friendly strife are sown the seeds that on other days on other fields will bear the fruits of victory. And I would read that uh. every time I would walk into that rink, and I was there plenty of time when uh, plenty of times when Anthony was playing hockey. But I just think it's it's so apropos. Uh, you know, not only in the athletic field, but for the foundation that everyone keeps planting seeds as as you go along. Absolutely. And what, that's one of the areas that we've been bolstering over the last few years is our Kids for Wish Kids program, which coincidentally, you also played a role in that, too, with one of our wish dads in in Monroe, in Sal, um, with his event that he hosts in Heroes yes. for a Cure. And that really was born out of, you know, his son's, you know, you know experience. Um, and then that kind of started into the kids for wish kids conversation. And then that kind of rolled into an external event that he hosts, um, in, in the area, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'll host that every fall. Uh, obviously this fall it's canceled because of the right. uh, pandemic, but he does a phenomenal job with it. Uh, this past year he had it at uh, museum village and it was, it was, you know, decently attended. There was a rain day, which always throws a, uh, you know, throws a kink in it. But, you know, not only that, we also have uh, Holly Martucci and, uh, you know, our daughter, Gina, started the uh, wish, uh, uh, Kids for Wish Kids at, at the high school. Yes. And, and, and the neat part about that is they ended up designing shirts because it's Monroe Woodbury, which starts with an M and a W. Mm-hmm. They designed T-shirts and then Make-A-Wish, which is the M and a W. They took the Monroe Woodbury logo and they, you know, integrated it with the Make-A-Wish uh, logo and uh, came out came out nice. And they do it, they usually do it every spring. Right. And, and, you know, I'm sorry, not every spring, every, every winter because they do winter. the uh, Letters to Santa. I was just going to comment. Yeah, and actually that's coming up soon. You know, if we're looking at this, you know, chronologically, our um, Macy's Believe campaign begins in October this year. It's beginning a whole month earlier than it normally does. Um, and it's going to be a push towards digital letter writing as opposed to kind of in-store oh. letter writing. So it's going to be a little bit different. We'll be sharing that out with some of the groups that have been reaching out, um, regard, requesting information about what Believe is going to look like. And, and one of those was Holly, which I had the pleasure of meeting with um, when she delivered. She dropped off letters last season. Um, and I think she came there with a couple of the girls from one of the sports teams in the school, which was pretty cool. Yeah, it might have been one of her daughters because one of her daughters nice. – uh, I think both of them play lacrosse, but one of them was in, in the high school at the time. 
great family. Uh, I had coach, yeah. coach their, uh, her, you know, their, their son, Richie, uh, who's uh, actually now down by you. He's at Pace University playing lacrosse there. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I've noticed that lacrosse has been one of the big sports that's kind of grown a lot, especially in our territory. A lot of kids are playing lacrosse. I mean, do you have any, I mean, this is totally side note, but I'm just curious, you know, what, what do you think has been, has caused the rise in interest in playing lacrosse? Uh, multiple factors. I think the main one was the cost of it is uh, minuscule compared to some other sports like, you mm -hmm. know, hockey and, and, and the, the training for it is, uh, it's new, and the training for it uh, is not as exorbitant as, you know, like ice time, you know, that you have to pay for in hockey. And, you know, football has become, most sports when you get to high school have become 12 months if you want to just focus on one sport. Uh, we have a new coach at the high school, James Sierra, who wants kids to play other sports, which is, gotcha. which is, which is good. I mean, you know, when you get to college, it's a different you know, different level. And, and that's when you really should be focusing on one. Right. So, all right. Well, um, one of the other things I wanted to talk to you a little bit about was, um, you know, the, one of the last times I saw you was at Sharon's retirement party. I saw you and Fran actually. And I think that was one of the you know last times that not only did I see you, but also was that one of the more recent times that you kind of saw a lot of the, the staff and, and past volunteers that you worked with, you know, really hand in hand over the years. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great opportunity when we were celebrating Sharon and all the years that she had dedicated to our chapter as a wish coordinator, you know, for you to be there as a, since you were such an integral part in a lot of the wishes that she, that you worked on, that she worked on um, by providing, you know, balloon art through Fran's Hallmark and, and just your, your, just your support um, on yeah. the, while on the board. Um, how was that experience? Just kind of reconnecting with some people. It was, you haven't it, seen was, in a while. it was spectacular. Sharon's just a wonderful woman. Uh, I, I mean, listen, I, I miss going down to the wish wish house and, and seeing everybody. Uh, I mean, Sharon and Denise, you know, are two of my favorite people there. You know, you, you, yeah. you're right there with them, Abe. Don't, oh, man, I, I'm not, I'm not holding back here, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, they, they were just special. I mean, uh, from a standpoint of, I, I dealt with them quite often when Sharon was, you know, you know, the wish coordinator and, and, and Denise was always contacting me for, Hey, you know, can you help us out with this? Can you help us out with that? So uh, there was more interaction there, but, but you're my favorite bobblehead collector. I will. Hey, I will. <laughs> you know, for, that's funny. You say that, you know, a lot of people that are listening probably do not know that I am a bobblehead collector. So in my office at the wish house, there's a sec, there's an area that I have dedicated to bobbleheads, which you've contributed to over the years with a, yes. with a Marist uh, bobblehead, which is pretty cool. A kicker from Marist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which yeah. is your alma mater. Yes. It's my alma mater. It's Anthony's alma mater. It's Gina's alma mater. So there you go. So Joanna's it's definitely a, a family tradition. Yes, Joanna went to St. Thomas Aquinas, another good yeah. school. Yeah, very good school, but broke the chain. Yes. No, she actually. Yeah, she did break the chain because she started breaking the chain, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Well, one of the one of the things that we are trying to incorporate into our uh, Wish House podcast is what we're calling our Shooting Stars uh, segment. And that's what we're going to go into now, which were some of the questions that you were um, kind of aware of going coming into it. So, you know, real quick, you know, feel free to expand on these as, as you feel see fit. Um, but what would you say is one of your favorite Make-Wish memories that you've had over the years? You know, oh, with, with, without a doubt, it was uh, meeting 
you know, uh, Linda, Chris Gracious's mom. It, right. it was just, it, it was, it, it kind of brought everything together meeting wish parents, uh, you know, getting pretty close to, you know, Michael, uh, Michael Quinn and his wife, uh, and, and all the other wish parents that you meet and you understand that, uh, this mom, her son is the one that started the foundation. And I, I, I will say this till, till I die, you know, like I told you before about making an impact, there, there's no person, uh, that has made such a, a such an impact uh, on on me and my family, other than Chris Gracious, and we never met him, and and and, and it's sad, but he, uh, you know, he's always. Oh, listen, I mean, I was just going to comment. You have a picture of him see, right behind you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have one here. I have one in my home office because I just think, you know, in fact, I have at my home office. I have a photo of. Uh, uh, Linda, Fran, and I at one of the galas because mm. you know what, you know, just think of what he did for the world and kids all over the world, not just, you know, uh, here in the Hudson Valley. I mean, from, from that one little seed, you have a, basically a plantation all over the world of, of, of his impact. So, that so was, true. that's, that's my, that's without a doubt, my, my favorite memory. Amazing. And if you were to meet with someone today that says, hey, I want to donate my time to a, a local charity, you know, what would you tell them about Make Wish Hudson Valley that, you know, resonated with you that you know, would encourage someone else to also want to volunteer their time, talent, and treasure with us? Well, I, I think that it goes back to, you know, helping make an impact in people's lives, seeing the joy on the children whose wishes are granted, uh, you know, and, and building the relationships with, with some of those families, not necessarily with the wish kids, but with, with their, with their parents or other relatives. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think back to, uh, a young man who was in Warwick, whose wish uh, I had worked on in probably 96 or 97. Uh, his, his mom had reached out to me, like, I want to say it was probably like, 10 years later, just to say, hi, I, I, I saw, I saw you in the, in the paper and a photo and, you know, I mean, you know, his, that was Ryan, uh, Hoganheis and he was, you know, great kid. He's, uh, his mom told me, I think he was in construction and he, and he was doing well. And back then, I don't, I don't, I don't think they they were thinking he would, you know, you know, make it. So, right. So, you know, it's those reasons that you get involved to, to bring hope, strength, and joy, you know, to all those children. Exactly. And I think that's one of those biggest misconceptions about Make-A-Wish, which you know this already, you know, is that a lot of the kids that are referred to Make-A-Wish, a lot of people think that it's for terminally ill children, that, it, that they're, no. it's their last dying wish. And that's, exact, and that's the complete opposite of what, you know, uh, of what we do. I mean, there are some kids, unfortunately, that, that are considered terminal, but the majority of our kids like the kid you just mentioned from Warwick and, and kids like myself that are Wish alum, you know, are, you know we go through a, a difficult period of time where things are kind of rocky. We don't know where, where we'll be. Um, but a lot of times you hear stories like that 10 years, 20 years later of them coming back now as, you know, adults saying, hey, I was a Wish kid. My Wish was granted in, X, in X, this year and it was this and I'm now ready to give back. And that's one of the things we're hoping we get 
as a result of, uh, as a byproduct, as a result of this podcast, is to inspire wish alum to get reengaged with the chapter, you know, now, many years after their wishes have been granted. Yeah, and, and, and I think the important part of that is that, you know, the, the wish granters and the foundation, you know, you help create scenarios and peace for families that they wouldn't have been able to have or experience. And, and that's, I, I, you would probably know better, that's probably a, a, one of the most popular comments you get from people that we were able to step out of our norm into a real norm. And, and enjoy it for, you know, whatever time, you know, they might have been at Disney or on a trip or, you know, celebrating, you know, uh, on a cruise ship or, you know, even even the day, you know, shopping. So, right. It's so true. And and I guess the last thing I'll, the, that I'll end with for this segment is if you could have a wish, you know, what would it be? And, and for those that are listening, we have five formal wish categories. There are to go, to meet, to have, to be and to give. So, Tony, what would be your wish? I, I would I would love to be able to build a uh, a place like Give Kids the World on, in the Northeast. I, I just yes. think that would be so awesome to do uh, and to get people involved in. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah. Um, one of the things I, I, I wanted to tell you is that, you know, how thankful I am, you know, in, in over the years getting to know you and, and seeing your involvement, not just of yourself, but of, you know, multi-generational people in, you know, in your family. Um, you know, on behalf of the chapter, you know, this is a celebration. This podcast is a celebration of our 35th anniversary. And you are an integral part of that. You know, over the years, you know, um, you've helped us grow. You've helped us, you know, reach more kids, reach more uh, members of our community. And, you know, I'm looking forward to having another conversation 35 years from now where we can oh, talk yeah. more about this, right? Be awesome. We'll do it at the 40th. That's fine. There you go. You don't have to wait 35 years. Good point. Good point. <laughs> thank you so much, Tony. I appreciate it. And again, thank you for the time. And, and we'll be in touch. And, and I'm looking forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, yeah. same here. Tell Tom and the whole crew down there we said hi. I will. Definitely. All right. Take that. care. Hey. All right. Thanks a lot. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Big thanks again to our friend Tony Cardone for sharing some chapter history with us and shining light on some of his most memorable experiences as a chapter supporter. To our listeners, remember, you can always refer to our show notes for additional information about the topics we discussed today. And we also invite you to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Let us know how we're doing and any questions you may want to add to our Shooting Stars segment. We're always open to hearing what you guys have to say. Special thanks to our executive producers for the Wish House podcast, Jillian Rodriguez and Sydney Wolf, for helping me put the podcast together. Couldn't do it without their collaboration. And finally, from all of us here at the Wish House, thank you for joining us. Stay safe and stay healthy.